Good morning. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Zach Williams of Flat Creek Baptist Church here in Gainesville, Georgia, for another edition of New Horizons, the daily podcast and radio ministry of Flat Creek Baptist Church. Now, friends, today we're going to continue walking through the book of Acts, and we're going to be looking today at Acts chapter number 15. In Acts chapter 15, we see this division uh, rising up in the church over issues of how an individual is saved. What must take place? Now, this division that crops up in the early church is truly a, a schism, and it is truly a fight. I mean, what we see is that there is a group of believers that think that if you are going to be saved in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you must become like the Jews. You must be circumcised in the flesh in order to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, then you have those on the other side that are arguing that salvation is by grace through faith. And these types of debates have raged on for the last 2,000 years. And we even see people bringing these debates out of the scriptures. We see on one hand, Paul says that, uh, you know, you are saved uh, by grace through faith. And this is not of yourselves, not of works that no man can boast. And then you see James on the other hand that says, you know, faith without works is dead. And so, you know, is that a discrepancy? And of course the answer is no. Uh, we know that we are saved by grace through faith, but true faith does work. But anyway, we have these, this, this division that is beginning to crop up in the church over this matter of salvation. Is it by faith or is it also have to be accompanied by some sort of works, meaning, i.e., in this context, circumcision. Now, one thing I want to just kind of hit on right here at the beginning is to say this to you. As glorious as the church of Acts is, they had their problems and they had their issues as well. And that's a good word for the church today uh, because it's something for us to remember that the church has never been perfect. The church is made up of imperfect people. And when you have imperfect people, obviously, uh, there's going to be division inside of the church at times. Why? Because imperfect people do imperfect things. And as I have found as a pastor, many times what you run into is, uh, you know, as, as a pastor at Flat Creek Baptist, we say have 250 to 300 people. And so that's 250 to 300 people that all have opinions and all have ideas of how things should be done. And so everybody is, is, is voicing those opinions. And oftentimes those things can uh, obviously cause some sort of conflict. But one thing that we have to remember is even though the church has never been perfect, we do serve a perfect Savior. So the church isn't perfect and we aren't perfect people, but glory be to God, we have a perfect Savior who has saved us, redeemed us, lives in us, and if we yield to his lordship, he will guide us into truth. Now, as we look at this, we see that this, this battle is breaking out. It's beginning in, uh, in, in Antioch. The Bible says in chapter number 15, it says that they come down from Judea to Antioch, some brothers or some men, the Bible says, and they begin to teach, unless you were circumcised according to the custom prescribed by Moses, you cannot be saved. That's the dispute. Is this true? Do you have to be circumcised in order to be saved? 
Paul and Barnabas, they engage them in debate. And before long, uh, it is issued that, that they should travel to Jerusalem for the Jerusalem Council to make a decision on this matter. Whether or not circumcision is required for salvation. And you remember that the, the process, the act of circumcision, was a mark of the covenant made by God with Abraham in the Old Testament. And so because of that covenant of circumcision, these Jews believe that this is a mark of true salvation. So if you want to be saved, you got to have this. All right, so when we look at this, the Bible says that they were arrived in Jerusalem, this is verse 4, and they were welcomed by the church, the apostles and the elders. And they reported all that God had done with them. But some of the believers from the party of the Pharisees stood up, and here it is again, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. So once again, we see this dispute, the reason for the divide uh, inside the church. Now, one thing I want to tell you as we're talking about dealing with division, I'm going to cover this over the next four sessions with you. Uh, the first thing that I want you to remember uh, is this, that we must always understand the ramifications of division. We must always understand the ramifications of division inside the church. H- have you ever heard the old saying, there's nothing worse than church hurt. Have you ever heard that before? Or or maybe you've heard it said like this, uh, there's no hurt like church hurt. Uh, Friends, there are people today that are no longer gathering and assembling with the body of Christ because they got hurt in church. There was some sort of division. There was some sort of fight. There was some sort of a dispute that came up between brothers and sisters. And when this happened, something was said, some opinion was shared, and somebody got their feelings hurt and they left. And they've never come back because of the division that took place. Friends, there's a ramification that we must realize uh, when we uh, when we come to these moments of division inside the church. People will get hurt. Not just will they get hurt, but we could actually cause them to suffer the shipwreck of their faith in that they go out from the church never to come back. They begin to uh, begin to degrade and denounce the very bride of Christ. And before long, they're back off in the world. Now, they could possibly be saved, sure. But as they get further and further away from the church, they just get back into their old ways. And friends, as a church, we should be mortified at the thought that maybe some sort of division would rise up in us that would cause the shipwreck of the faith of a brother or sister in Christ. Also, when we think about division in the church, we also need to consider the ramifications that it has on a lost world. I mean, consider how this happens inside the church many times that a a, a division, a schism takes place. And before long, the believers are walking out the door of the church. And as they go out the door of the church, they're sharing with their friends, their family uh, about what's going on in the church house. And oftentimes those folks they're sharing with are lost. And so the folks they're sharing with, they're hearing all these things about the church and it makes them be turned off to the work of Christ through the local body of believers. I can remember a time in my life where the church I grew up in, 
We went through a serious divide. It was a very ugly, ugly scene. That the Sunday morning that this division took place, uh, it, it was it was known that something was going to happen because there had been some tension inside the church, and, and they had actually called armed police guards to line the sanctuary and people came in and some people lined up on one side and some people lined up on another side and and these people on this side they spoke into the microphone their thoughts and these people on this side spoke the microphone their thoughts and before long it was an all-out shouting match across the room and as I've grown older I've always thought about the lost man who came to church that day You know, he stumbles in the door, somebody's invited him, he walks in, he looks around, and this is what he sees. Do you think he's coming back? Absolutely not. When we think about this, friends, we we think about this ramification that that because of our actions and because of our division, we can actually turn off a lost world. So, So as we start talking about division tomorrow, I'm going to show you in the text that there are some things in the church worth dividing over. You might be shocked to hear me say that, but I'll show you that in the text tomorrow. But as we think about that today, really stop and consider, is what you're pushing or the agenda you have or the power that, that, you're, that you're clinging to, is it worth losing friends, family, and members over? And is it worth turning off a lost and dying world? Is it a matter of the gospel Or is it just a matter of preference? If it's a matter of the gospel, then take a stand. If it's a matter of preference, maybe it's time to take a step back. Friends, listen to me. I love you. God bless you. And I'll see you next time on New Horizons.